Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play podcast. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast. Last time, the party began driving back from Montauk after successfully retrieving Zelithrid and his experiments. Unfortunately, they were chased by a black truck, and, perhaps most unfortunately, Sal, controlled by none other than TJ, was driving their vehicle as it was rammed. Let's see what happens. This does mark the last episode in our session of 90s pop culture references. This week on The Crushing Depths, are you pointing at me? Oh, well, that's lovely. You need to make a drive check, TJ. Oh, no. It's nice We're all you gonna die! No, correction, we all already died. Ooh. Guess what? Oh, no. I rolled a one. Oh, my God. It was nice knowing you. Uh, fortunately, so it slams into you. So, so much for the chase scene. What the hell? <laughs> I told you I've been rolling equal 20s and 1s last when I did my warm-ups. Russ, you're just kind of watching this happen. It all happens immediately. <laughs> we take a five hit. He runs off the road. Car explodes just like Hans Holman. <laughs> fortunately, well, it could explode, actually. Uh, fortunately... <laughs> Because of the, because of the, uh, you get three quarters cover from the Hummer, so you take no damage from the collision, apparently. You guys are gonna have some wicked whiplash. No, you said no damage. Right, well, anyway. Sal loses control of the Hummer. You failed the drive control, blah blah blah. And the, oh, oh god. And certain death. <laughs> So, if you just failed, it would go into a spin. If you fail by ten or more, which you did, the vehicle flips over. Are there special rules for rolling a one specifically? Yeah, I, have to say that I think that if we're more screwed because you rolled a one. Mm-mm. So, it, wait, can we have like the uh, the the car crash out of Casino Royale? No, you have like an A team car crash. You go oh, off. Oh, good. The, we all get away. No, you, no. Jeep rolls over. No, you you <laughs> you go off the slightest bump in the road, which rockets the Hummer into the air. <laughs> oh, you're th- are you thinking of Dukes of Hazard? Don't no, you wish? They, your, they, don't they you wish your car did that? Watch any typical A team. I know. Episode and, the Jeep, and they flip a car. Jeep hits something and rolls over. Yep, it does like a a barrel roll in midair, mm-hmm. lands on the roof, and then flips over. So it's facing the opposite direction, but right side up, and rocks slowly on its now non-existent shocks. <laughs> yeah, so apparently you, I mean, you lose control. The Hummer, you, I mean, you like jerk it to the left, jerk it to the right, and it just flips and starts rolling. So what did you learn, TJ? I'm a good don't driver. Try. No, is- don't jerk it. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't listen before. Why would he listen now? <laughs> Paul's just trying to kill us, you know? Yeah, I know. I didn't and now, fail and now I'm going to totally fire my gun into the seat in front of me because <laughs> I was holding on to it. And I'm going to kill either Sal or the Illithid. And I really won't be that sad either way. <laughs> so you roll for... Cue the dramatic music. Wait, 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 we don't have enough money for dramatic music. That's okay. It'll end in The Hummer seconds. rolls over and over for about 50 feet. Nice. And is now That's facing... It's really not that far. No, it's not that far. It takes an additional... 49 points of damage. <laughs> no, but it's definitely disabled. It takes Are 18 there more points. fires? 18 more points of damage. 
Okay, I'm not keeping track of points anymore because I already know that we're less than zero. <laughs> wow, this is, you know, there was no tension in this chase. Paul, why would you try and do skill challenges? You know they only have one of two outcomes. <laughs> you it's not a skill challenge. Spectacularly or you fail horribly. Hey, was this a fight? Yes. Did it involve skills? Yes, there's a skill challenge. You guys all smell fire and gasoline. It is likely that the Hummer is going to explode in run away in approximately a few seconds. That was a D4, so at most we have four. (laughs) (laughs) Sal think yells, everybody get out. I don't know how you guys managed to avoid taking damage when it's spinning over and over. We're wearing yeah, our seatbelts. Yeah. Oh no, yes, you all take, sorry, eight oh, points of damage. Dead. No, 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 ten points of damage. Oh, by the way, did we get hit points back after we slept? You all get five hit points back, and then you take ten points of damage. Uh, wait, uh, how much did we just take? Ten? Yes. But Except for, you... obviously, Russ did not. Russ, you should be at seventeen, I believe? Correct. Now I have fewer points than Russ. TJ is at 15. Correct. Yeah. And Vanessa's at 14. And Courtney is unconscious, clearly. The only good thing that happened is that the driver of the truck also lost control of his vehicle. See? I knew what I was doing. And you watch as... Yeah. I know. I'll sacrifice all of us. <laughs> to possibly injure him. That'll show him. That'll show him. Uh, the truck spins wildly. It doesn't flip over because it did slightly better on not failing. It spins wildly and now is facing back towards Russ, uh, but it did not. It, it it spun sort of off the road to the right. So it's kind of basically in the ditch up against a tree facing back towards Russ now. And go. So... <laughs> Sal said, I already said before, Sal, think, shouts. No, I was already getting out. Everybody get, well. I said run he, away. He's not paying attention to what everyone else is doing, but he's yelling for everyone else to get out, and he's unbuckling himself and getting out. Uh, I'll, I'll, wait. So the everyone only person that's unconscious is, is Courtney? That you can see, yeah. Lydia's conscious. Okay. Let's have everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, fort. Sixteen. Yeah, you definitely just said fort. Eight. Hello? Hello. Hi. Oh, it just got very quiet all of a sudden. Okay. Vanessa, you're actually up first, as is Lydia. You guys? Uh, I'll yell to Lydia, um, we gotta get Courtney out, so I will unbuckle myself, moved over to her. Well, she's in, the, in between us or in the back seat with us, right? You all three of you in the back seat. We didn't establish who was where, but that's right. Fine. But that's yeah, that's fine. And we'll just I'll so since she's there, it's, I'll unbuckle her and say grab an arm, and we'll drag her out. You know, one person underneath each okay. arm. Which way are you heading? Doesn't I don't care because I lost all sense of orientation when we rolled over. I'm just getting out of the the Hummer and away from it. Okay. Um, so pick a random. You want? I'll roll whatever roll you want. Roll a twelve. Roll a twelve uh, with uh, twelve being the way you were three, initially three headed. Three o'clock. Okay, so you're headed to the right, off into the ditch. Yep. 
and you and are you just heading away from the like as far as you can get basically? Basically, yep. Okay. Uh Sal. I'm taking off my seatbelt, opening up the door and getting out and on my way out I'm going to make sure that everyone else is getting out okay. Okay. So Ithorid is actually getting himself out. He's heading the same direction as the other three. Okay. Russ, you're up. Who do I see getting out? Basically all of them and, are getting out. Okay. Also, how far away am I at this point? They rolled about 50 feet. You're probably about 100 feet away from everything. Okay. And you can see into the, the cab of the truck since it's now facing you. Mm-hmm. Um, but pretty much all you can see is that there's, there's definitely two people in the truck. One in the driver's side, one in the passenger side. And it is a black, um, if you're curious, it is a Toyota Tacoma Extra Cab. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna ride up closer to the Hummer, but not like stop like... No, the truck is between you and the Hummer. Oh, it's between us, okay. They're not directly then... between, but you will reach gotcha. the truck first. Okay. Then... I'm going to speed past the truck and try to get to the Hummer. Okay. Are you driving right up next to it? Well, not close enough for they could swing a door out and hit me, but... Okay. It is on fire. Okay. Okay. Did I see anything about the people inside, or...? You, you, I mean, you didn't have to get next to it to see that they were all getting out and running okay. away from it. I mean, you could still do something else. Oh, okay. Considering the movement on your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... Call everyone on the keys and, you know, ask, make sure everyone's okay or who's hurt or, you know, and tell them to kind of get cover behind the, like between the Humvee and the truck. Okay. Cause there's, there's people moving in the truck. Well, you said we were going down an elevation in a ditch. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Russ, you're pretty sure that the, the Hummer's going to explode just from okay. the condition. Um, I guess I'll yell at everyone to say get away from it. Okay. So the both doors of the truck open and two people step out. Uh, can we? See, can those of us who are dragging towards the ditch see this? No, you're probably okay. facing away I from just, the road. Just want to make sure. Russ, you can see that they that two people get out and they are both leveling pistols at you. Okay. Specifically at you now. Seeing as how you're the only one still mobile. I'm riding like the wind. <laughs> Rush just takes off. <laughs> See ya, suckers. Yeah. I'm totally going to do it with too. They're actually going to both take shots at you. No, they probably wouldn't be able to this turn. Because they have to get their weapons out and get out. So, Vanessa, it's back to you. Um, If I feel that I'm a, a safe enough distance away... I will let go of her, Courtney, pull my gun, lay in the ditch until I can get, just get my head and gun, a, you know, the minimal amount of body parts above the ditch line and then shoot at whoever I don't know. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Ghost man. Or ghost man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Aqua Rider. <laughs> Aqua Rider or Ghost Man, both are terrible names. <laughs> yeah, I have to completely agree. <laughs> That makes you Nicolas Cage, which is somehow worse than your Tom Cruise reference. If you crossed Ghost Rider and Aquaman, it would be like all all the souls of dead goldfish that got flushed down the toilet. That's who you command. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, 
I have to avenge their deaths with my. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. I mean, you have to like ride around on a moped or like a girl's <laughs> bike with one of those flower how, baskets. In front how, about a, if, how about a how about a sea dude then? If there's one thing that you hate more than small plastic bags, it's carnies. And <laughs> ten uh, and ping pong balls. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Vanessa, you probably want to get farther away from the car than just the ditch. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you would know, but according to the rules, the explosion is a 30-foot diameter, so... It would be just simply what I think is a safe distance. If, yeah. if you think my character is, is reasonably intelligent to know that, or common sense enough to know we'll, that, then that's we'll what say, I would do. Actually, Lydia would know. Um, she knows explosions and things. She you, like you, And you guys act on the same initiative. Vanessa might go to stop, and Lydia's like, no, we need to get further away. And like continues pulling Courtney... And hopefully you with her. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Sal, you're up. You're kind of, now you are on the opposite side of the Hummer. Right. So I'm still looking at the street. Has Russ driven past us already? Russ basically drove up to you. Okay. So when you said that the guys in the truck were pointing at Russ, they're now looking right at me? You and Russ, yeah. Okay. I draw my gun and fire. Okay. Are you you're not going to try and get away from the Hummer? Sal probably wouldn't. No, because I feel <laughs> like if I get away, I'm going to lose my cover. Okay. Go and ahead. I'm, out, I'm outside of it already. Go ahead. And and I have to fire my gun because I can't shoot my fists. Like, like, uh... Yet. Like a rocket-fisted robot. Yeah. Robot shock? Anyone? Anyone? Yes. I saw that. Uh... uh do we get Did a I... solar solar flare like like flare gun thing and like blind everyone? <laughs> Robot Jack is totally nineties too. Yes, yeah. it was. Oh no, wait. Well, yeah, sure it was. Oh, eighty nine. Oh, well, we probably didn't get to see it until ninety. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wikipedia. Eighty nine, ninety school year. I'm guessing that a fourteen doesn't hit. Yes, that does not hit. Okay. After um. After I draw and fire, can I still move? No. Okay. Okay. It is now... Uh, Zelithrid continues, like, hobbling into the woods. And... Russ, you're up. Uh, I want to kind of get towards... Uh, down the road a little bit. Kind of... Well, are they heading, like, away from the Hummer? Hummer uh, like... Like, away from the truck also? Or just away from the Hummer and... They're basically, so you can think of the Hummers across the road facing, like, it, it's sideways to the road now. Okay. They got out and headed to, they basically pulled Courtney, Vanessa and Lydia pulled Courtney out of the Hummer and immediately got off the road uh, to the north, it, you know, the road's east-west. Uh, okay. Sal got out and is basically standing with you on the you know, next to the Hummer facing the truck, which is a little ways back on the road, just off to the side of the road, facing the wrong direction. But the two people have gotten out of it with their okay. pistols. So Lithrid is headed sort of the same direction as the three women, but not quite the same angle. So 
they might be heading like at perpendicular to the road, and he's heading sort of forty-five degree angle away from everything. Ooh. Do I have? No, I don't have that yet. Okay. I guess I'm gonna ride just off the road to the south. So I'm kind of getting away from the Humvee, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of like creating like, hey, there's a there's another person over here. Maybe I'll draw their attention. Okay. And then I'm gonna. Can I get off the bike? Yeah. And I, I want the bike to be perpendicular to the road because I'm planning on standing behind it and using it as cover. Okay. You know, because I was looking. To, I was looking to see if I got the gas action. tank. Basically, well, just a gas tank on wheels. Yeah, but it's better than nothing. But yeah. I, was, I was looking to see if I got that extra cover from my class yet. I don't think I do. Uh, I don't. I think that's next. Yeah. But see, that would be a good reason why I get it next time. <laughs> so you get off the road, jump off your bike, and you're basically crouched behind your bike with your guns out at yep. this point. You notice, and Sal notices, that um, now the both guys are going to take shots. One's going to shoot at Sal. <laughs> at Russ. Whew. Bless you, Steve. Thank you. They miss Russ, but they definitely hit Sal. And almost critical you, but not quite. That's good, because hitting me will definitely make Sal less rageful and more inclined to think through what he's doing. <laughs> this could be the untimely end of Sal. If he's and still, how. He's still standing next to the car when it blows up. <laughs> He's still no. breathing. He, it's, he's still good. He's still good. The car just exploded. He's only lightly singed. It's still good. It's still good. Daddy's gone. I know. You get shot in the thigh for three damage. Oh. Lamest thigh shot ever. <laughs> and both of you guys notice a small, about, like, inflatable beach ball size thing rising from mm-hmm. the back of the pickup truck. It's clearly... Beholder-esque. Jerk face. Um, but it's is it clearly of, not a beholder? It is. It does not have the eye stalks. Okay. That saw on the other ones. And it's flying badly. It's just kind of very wobbly. Um, it's drunk. <laughs> no, it was... Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the one that's a frat boy. It got its oh. head shaved and... It was just a drunk driver. <laughs> There's kind of a, a a greenish haze around it, like it's emanating something. Ah, this is those are the pair of pants that Matt found in Diablo Three. Yes, it is. The poopy pants. It slowly wobbles towards the women. Floating, and, you mean? Yeah, at about uh, ten or twelve feet in the air. It's heading towards the women and Zolithrid, though he's further away than you are. And now it is uh, Vanessa and Lydia. Well, now that we've gotten to a safe distance, I will turn around. I will see the thing floating in the air you and immediately go. You basically know uh, just through your goggles. You've basically seen everything that Russ and Sal have seen. Oh, cool. Then I will, as soon as I have the opportunity, I will turn, shoot the thing. Okay. And I will scream, Beholder thing! Okay. And then shoot. 19. What is this, Matt? Oh, those are my stinky pants. My stinky pants. <laughs> okay. You, you can look at it later. <laughs> What's your hit? Pants. 19. 19. Oh, wow. Yes, that is a hit. Oh, yeah! Almost max damage. 11. 
The next level of legendary pants are the hammer jammers. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I have I, I have not found those. You had you now have a quest, Matt. I know. Find the hammer jammers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you can't find fake ones because it'd only be too legit to quit. Too legit? Too legit yeah. to quit? Yeah. Hey, hey. I hate everybody. <laughs> Steve, this is how you do it. <laughs> so much hate. It's Friday night. I agree. I feel all right. I think you gotta pray. I wanna fucking make somebody pray. <laughs> the party's here on the west side. So, anyway. You do realize you went from Hammer to some other rap from the 90s. I went to Montel Jordan. As long as you anyway, it is now, uh, Lydia's going to also pull her gun and take a shot at the thing and she also hits it yay that's what it girl power it explodes violently the truck or the beholder no 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 the beholder yes. however okay. in it is the explosion the the sort of haze green that it was leaking uh, is basically what the explosion is and it just shoots this gas essentially over the entire area. Um, so. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Matt, you'll be okay. You have gills. <laughs> <laughs> so. And Sal, it's your turn. I would like. Well, why do you sound so happy killing us? <laughs> oh, and Sal, now it's your turn, jerk. You are just basically standing in front of the Hummer and two guys are shooting at you. Well, one is shooting at you, but you have to come from Our packs are all in the. Hummer still, aren't they? Shit. Um, I'm going to yell to Russ, get out of here. And then I'm going to run, uh, in a straight line away from where the beholder was when it exploded. Okay. Because I'm going to remember the thing about spores. And now I don't have my mouth thing to help me filter out the spores. Okay. So, no more shooting for me, and I'm hoping that the cloud of green gives me cover. Did you say herpes? No one's at herpes, Steve. Okay. So you're just running away from the, like, in a straight line away from the, you're basically running south, kind of, towards Russ. Okay. Uh, Whatever will get me furthest from the epicenter of the explosion, so that I can get out of the cloud. Okay. And, and if possible, I'm going to try and like put my mouth and nose like in the inside of my elbow, like cover with a shirt. So that yeah. way I feel like I'm breathing through cloth instead of air. Okay. Uh, Russ, you feel some sort of psionic something happening clearly from the direction of Zilithrid and both of the men who got out of the truck just fall senseless to the ground. Like when somebody unplugs somebody from the Matrix? Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. That's exactly what I was imagining. Yeah, they just fall to the ground. And you actually see Zilithrid sort of striding towards them. He seems to have recovered his moxie. <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead, Russ, it's your turn. I would have been wearing my pack. Yes. And I would like to put in my little oxygen okay. thing. Even though I'm not sure if it's going to help now if, if my <laughs> gills are going to allow stuff in or not. So I'm going to try to, 
You can, I, I'd say you remember actually that uh, one of the benefits to implantation that I think Van told you about was that you're immune to the, he specifically said you're immune to the, the score. Oh, I remember that? Yep. How close to sale? Oh, I don't know, not far. 30 feet, maybe. Not even, oh, probably. I'll yell at him to come here. Okay. And in that case, I guess I'll cover the area with my M16. Oh, okay. <laughs> and now it is top of round four, and the car explodes in a fireball of immense proportions. <gasps> Does it suck in? No. Any of the green stuff? Why did you have to say no before I even asked the question? You I thought you meant it was like one of those explosions where everything, you know, it, it sucks everything in for a minute and then it explodes out. Oh. Uh, you mean like an imaginary movie explosion? Exactly. <laughs> I love those. So just to give you an idea, if you were still in the car, you would take 10d6. I thought Paul so almost as much as the like car took just from getting hit. Yeah, like, I was. What? I, I thought Paul's gonna have pictures. I wouldn't put blue Humvee just to see what it would do for. <laughs> and if you were within thirty feet, you'd take half that. So essentially five d six. And either one, you. So if you were in the car, you'd have a reflex save of DC twenty to take half of ten ten d six. If you were outside, you'd have a DC fifteen for half of five d six. Um, the Hummer is completely a loss. It is no longer repairable. It's still good. It's still good. Cars can actually, this is interesting. I don't know if anyone cares but me, but so it could take, cars don't go to negative 10 hit points to be destroyed. They actually go, so if it got to negative 38, it was, it's completely destroyed and can no longer be repaired. You could have repaired it if it wasn't to that point, but since it blew up, it is not repairable. This explosion is notable for the psychedelic colors that also explode outward. You're thinking probably due to all the random experiments that Dilithorid had in it. Um, so there are just, and there are, you know, it has this giant fiery explosion to start with, and there are, you know, green and blue, and then there's these occasional flares and things fly off like bottle rockets, and there's just a giant pillar of black smoke pouring from it at this point. You're all slightly dazed by the concussion, but not actually technically dazed. And to C's point, it does, the explosion does burn off some of that green gas directly close to the Hummer and to the other side of it. Like the gap, there's a gap in the gas field now. So now it is Vanessa's turn. And. Is the so the the gap in the green stuff is close to the Hummer. I'll go ahead and let you roll a percentage roll percentage dice to see if you might have had your pack or had the sense of mind to to grab your pack as you jumped out of the car. I don't even know what was in my pack. All the stuff that we got that wasn't our special, like your goggles. Yeah, it's like we had a tent and sleeping bag. And your breathing apparatus. Oh, I definitely, I can just tell you, Paul, I don't have it. I just know for sure I wouldn't have, I did you know, Steve didn't think of it. I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have thought of it, so. Vanessa didn't have it sitting on her lap during the ride. No, no. Okay, that's fine. So I'll just, I'll just, no, I don't have it. I will communicate through the key. I'll say, is everybody all right?
Oh God, is everybody all right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys hear Vanessa say, "Oh God, is everybody all right?" And well, are we not you still can acting? Go out in... of order, yeah. It's, okay, it's pretty much over. Okay, Sal <laughs> will respond and say, "I, I, I think I'm okay." I'm, I'm fine. Sal, get over here. Sal turns around and starts heading back. Um, the gas cloud is not quite to the three of you, Courtney, Vanessa, and Lydia at this point, uh, but it will reach you in the near future. It's just sort of slowly expanding outward. Um, Zolithrid is still going over to the fallen people, and I guess probably Russ and Sal can see that he is bending over the one on this side, the closer side to you. And you can't really see what he's doing. Okay. But he's squatted down next to the body. I'm going to give Sal my breather and tell him to use it when I get a chance. Okay. So, Sal, you have the breather thing. I'll take it and throw it in my mouth. But then I'm going to walk to go see what Zolthred is doing. Okay. Uh, As you get there, there's this giant slurping noise, and he has his tentacles over the face of the one see, guy. See, I told you this is what he did. You didn't believe me. <laughs> so he has his face tentacles over, over the face. Yep, like he's giving the guy a big kiss, basically. Um, and you hear this giant slurping noise, and he stands up, and the guy's face is basically gone, uh, ruined. Uh, you can see to the back of his skull, essentially. And Zolithrid goes around to the other side, to the other guy. Before he starts, I ask, is he dead already? Does it matter? Wait, could, the one without a face is definitely dead. <laughs> no, I'm, no, <laughs> like, when he gets to the other one. No, and he kneels down, or squats down, rather. I say, stop, can we, we might be able to get some information from him first. I am leading people or the girl away from... Yeah. Lydia's the, with you. Uh, dragging the body away from... Yeah. The thing. The cloud. Mm-hmm. You get... You can basically outrun it. Um, if you had been directly next to this, the beholder, it would have been difficult, but since you shot it just after it came out, and the explosion did enough damage to the uh, spores that you're able to, you know, go into that pocket behind it and essentially outrun it. And it just sort of slowly floats to the ground. So Sal says to Zolithrid, wait. And Zolithrid says, why? You know, we can get... What did you say, Sal? I said, maybe we can get some information from him before we kill him. And do it quickly. Uh, I walk over and see if he's in any condition to talk. He is definitely very unconscious. Um, his gun's basically laying on the ground next to him. It looks like he's also wet himself and defecated. Like he lost all bodily function control. But Zolithar is like, he won't stay like this forever. I look at the pickup truck and assess whether or not there's enough room for two people in the cab. The, uh, back of the bed. Might be... I assume that it is because any pickup truck should be able to hold. I was gonna say this one might have. This one actually has enough room. Oh, it has a back bench. Yeah, it has the back bench. It's the 
It's the extra cab model. So you can mm. actually fit four people Ooh, in roomy. In addition to the bed of the pickup. Okay. Then I call to Vanessa and Lydia and ask them. And actually, did I see them carrying Courtney? Yeah. Okay. Then I won't call. I'll go over there and try and get them to let me help carry her. Okay. You're just going to leave the guy with Zolotharid? I'm, well, as I'm walking to go help them with Courtney, I'm going to say to Zolotharid, he's unconscious right now. Let's wait and we'll see if we can interrogate him later. Okay. Basically, every step you take is sort of kicking up some of the greenish spore. So until you can get... You're, you're kind of also covered with it. Covered with Can I what? go up and look at these guys? Are they like the the, the guys with the sunglasses from before? Or are they... Yep, that's exactly okay. what they are. You're covered with the spore, Sal. Oh, okay. Like you're and only talking remi- to Zolithrid through your mind because you have the thing in your mouth. Right. But we're right in that straight, aren't we? Like where it's that very narrow isthmus connecting the two. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you are at about the narrowest point there. Except it's not all, like, suburban. And so what condition is the truck in? Um, It's definitely damaged, but it looks like it's still, you know, you could actually still drive it versus the Hummer, which is just a smoking pile of nothing. I'm going to tell Sal, why doesn't he walk over and get out of this spore cloud? And, like, go help the, the ladies. Okay. And I'm going to try to, like, brush off the spores off of him as he walks. Okay. And then can I go back to the truck and use my repair skill to, I guess, determine if there's anything that is majorly broken or if it's going to be drivable or... Sure, go ahead and roll. Okay. Mm, that'd be a 13. I tell it. It should have four tires. It has four tires. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? What if it's one of them fancy future cars with only one front tire? Hmm. Hey, you're pretty sure it'll still run. It might not be able to get up to its top speed. Um, okay. And, you, you know, it might only last for... You, you don't know how many miles it could still go before it'll sure. wrap out. But we can get out of here. Yeah. Okay, I will slowly drive it down the road past the burning hulk of the... Mm-hmm. Hummer and away from the cloud. As you, I mean, as you drive, the, the, you're, it's like kicking yeah. up the cloud. And that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to drive slow. Yeah. yeah. So. And then I, I'll try to wipe down the, the truck so that people can get in it without having spores everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you've managed to do a, a good enough job. You're pretty sure mm-hmm. that it's going to, like, no one's going to be breathing it in or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanessa, you want to do anything? Lydia's, Trying to wake up Courtney. Um, um no. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna be watching to see if anybody if any other truck is coming or okay. so we can be paying attention to the exterior and whatnot. Sure. And Sal. Can I see water that looks like it's close enough for me to run to in short order, or do I feel like any body of water is gonna be much better suited for me to drive towards? Yeah, you can actually, it looks like it's only about, well, maybe like 60 or 70 feet from the road 
to the water. Okay, I want to go and rinse the spore crap, or what I presume is spore crap, off of me. Okay, you're just going to, like, run into the water, essentially? Yeah, get in, like, knee-deep, and then just kind of splash it up onto my arms and stuff. Okay, so Sal's bathing in the river, or rather, whatever this bay is. Great Peconic Bay. He's shining his cock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super shiny. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Gives it uh, that new cock smell. Okay. If we go down the road far enough, apparently we go through Hicksville. <laughs> so, you guys are... But what, what would you expect from Long Island, though? <laughs> Besides a shiny cock. Zolithrid's uh, going to be... Dragging the body of the guy towards you all. Sal, you hear him say, Alright, do you want this or not? Apparently that's a not. GJ fall asleep while walking? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> you hear <laughs> Sal hears in his head Zolithrid say do you want this or not in reference to the body of the guy oh I'm sorry I didn't realize it was Zolithrid that said that yeah that was really hard when he said Zolithrid says to <laughs> Sal <laughs> I want I only want to keep the one that's alive this is this is me not looking at him this is me in the water still trying to get shit off of me Yeah. just saying I just want the one that's alive kept alive so that we can try and figure out how they knew we were there and what they wanted to achieve. Fine. So he's dragging the body um, with some, I mean, keep in mind, he's an illithid, so his frame is pretty thin. Um, they all sort of have the what appears to you to be sort of emaciated bodies, but with sort of a casual gesture, he, you know, one arm lifts up the, this guy and essentially tosses him into the back of the pickup truck, not gently. And Courtney wakes up. Lydia manages to sort of slap her awake, and she's just like, "What happened?" I'll say we saved your, we saved your ass. That's what happened. Well, it doesn't feel like that. I feel like shit. Well, we can go put you back in the Humvee if that's what you prefer. She looks over, just kind of, oh, thank you. I think I'll stay here. Um, she basically has the only equipment she has is pretty much her pistol on her hip. She also does not have her pack or anything. So can I walk back and look in the Humvee and see if there's any chance anything? No, it, <laughs> you do want to check farther away from the Humvee. <laughs> okay, well that's true. Too. I'll do a nice little circle around it. Yeah, it, there's nothing. There's basically mm-hmm. you can hardly even distinguish that it's a, a car at this point. There's a crater. Yeah. It's burning uncharacteristically hot for a car explosion. It's all those nice friendly boxes you had back there. Uh-huh. Sal, you're fine to come back. You're cleaned off and everything. Okay. But you are so um, And I'm sure that this smoke is super oily, but that green cloud now has mostly dispersed? Yep. No, it's all on the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I should say... It is no longer airborne. It's That's basically in, in, in the region that we care about. A circle of about like a fifty foot radius circle, but there's a big pie chunk taken out of that. 
that sort of starts at the Hummer and expands in a cone out from there behind the Hummer, where the spore obviously got incinerated and didn't get a chance to go past that point. So that's kind of where you guys are crouched, just further up the road behind the Hummer. Okay. And the Russ has brought the pickup truck to that point as well. Excellent. Russ, why don't you go... Is the bike still in that circle? Yeah. Yeah, I can go get it. Yeah, why don't you go get that real quick? Okay, so you're all back. I'll go, I mean, I'll yeah. go grab the guy's guns, too, while I'm at it. Okay. Do you want to actually keep the guns? Otherwise, you'll just get a couple almost full clips for your... Yeah, I'll just I'll just take the ammo. But... For your um, Goss pistol. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I forget, like 49 shots in each or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 50. Yeah, well, minus one, because they both... Yeah, for the shoot, yeah. But... Woohoo. So once Russ gets back, I'm going to ask him if I can borrow his pack, and I'm going to take the rope out of it so that we can tie up the guy who's in the truck. Okay. Good idea. So Lothric just gets in the passenger side of the, the front of the truck and waits. I say to the ladies, why don't you get in on the driver's side and hop into the back, and uh, I'll finish tying... Someone is going to have to ride in the back. Like in like the in bed? In the bed, yep. So, the, the oh, cab so it's not seat. a full bench in the back? No, the cab seat's four. It's So according to the book, it's one driver, three passengers. So Okay. And you have four passengers. Oh. I can, I do a, can I do a separate kind of search of the vehicle of the before we're all truck? doing this? Of the truck? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm specifically looking for if there's like a GPS tracker or anything like that on this truck. There is. Like the things that we know about that exist on all the trucks. Yep. Yay, Russ. Yeah, let's, let's dismantle that. <laughs> so you're just gonna oh, smash no, it? Oh, no, no. <laughs> what? Are you just gonna smash it? No, I was gonna try to detach it. Okay. I thought about leaving it with the, the Humvee, but I'm like, oh, there's not enough of the Humvee to power it to leave it there. But You can roll a craft mechanical. Ooh, I can possibly do that. Uh, 24. Okay. You easily managed to detach the like little computer unit without mm-hmm. destroying it or the car. <laughs> Congratulations, Matt. You, you've removed... The GPS. Unfortunately, you've disabled the car. Well, <laughs> that's right. You could have by somehow affecting the car's computer. Keep in mind, all these vehicles are oh. the ones that they're driving are electric. Hello. I keep okay. We got like guys. half that, but that. I think we understood what you meant. Okay. Yeah, Paul disappeared on that one. Okay, so that wasn't, wasn't just me. No, and it wasn't just TJ dropping off now. Oh. Oh, now we can't just make fun of TJ. <laughs> yes, we can, stupid. That was uncalled for. Aw. <laughs> you may, may remember me from such self-help videos as, get some confidence, stupid. <laughs> so, uh, Courtney's like, well, let's, let's get back on the road, I guess. Uh, what are you going to do with the GPS? It's like throw it well, in the well, do I know? Do I know? Is it a, is it a self-powered thing, or did it take vehicle power to? Yeah, it definitely took vehicle power. I'm gonna hold on to it for now. Okay. 
Because I was going to try to find something to use to attach it to, and then have it, you know, like if we find like some guy like at a truck stop and <laughs> attach it to a semi and then drive off. And yeah, let's just let's hope he dies. Well, you know, we'll find the the mean trucker. Mm. Sea bass. <laughs> Fine. You want me to connect it to a school bus or something, or what about? Um, oh, wait. There's there's are there like uh, boats still left in these? Uh, you could probably find like a some like dinghy or something. Yeah. Well, is there like one that has like a a battery motor. and like a motor? Even like yeah. a, even just like an electric troller. Mm-hmm. Totally just hooked up the battery to it and just leave it there. When they call they put the their car into boat mode. Yeah, exactly. They could put the car into boat mode. Boat mode, because because the GPS would show them going out on the water. <laughs> so you're gonna put it in a boat. Yeah, so that it's like sitting somewhere and. Okay, that's fine. You don't think that they're like still waiting for us or something or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And. So Lutherid says to Sal, I expect compensation. For what? <laughs> <laughs> My lost equipment. I bet you any amount of money that was out loud as well. Yes, it was. <laughs> My lost equipment. I'm like, great. Take up with the beholders. I put the car into drive. Sal's so driving again? Yes. No, uh, no, no, no. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not sitting in the car. <laughs> Courtney's... Okay, uh, Vanessa's riding in the... Vanessa's riding in the bed. <laughs> Courtney's going to be like, Sal, I'll drive from here on out. No, it's fine. I got it. Seriously? Move aside. If I, if I have to knee you in the groin, I will. Should we tie up Sal in the back, too? <laughs> yeah, he actually likes that. Let's not do that. <laughs> I also get fear boners. <laughs> is, there, is there any um, particular emotion you can't attach to that? Wonderful phrase. That would be. That I don't get hunger awesome. boners. That would be an awesome like metal band or something name. <laughs> Fear boner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Because everyone would be confused. <laughs> that would make it awesome, huh, Matt? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In any event, uh, you guys will get on the road. Sal will eventually be told by someone smart that, oh, no, we need you to guard him in the back. And then Sal will be the guy who volunteers to sit in the back of the pickup truck okay. in bed. And then someone else can drive. And you are if you are able to make it the remaining, probably takes you the rest of this day. Um, that was, you know, early afternoon where this happened. Um, because of the normally... According to now time, the drive from where you were back to Manhattan was about two hours, but because um, of the condition of the road, and you're going to go up and get on like what was once the, the 495 interstate highway or whatever you call the pieces of the interstate that aren't... That Which are, is now owned by bandits. <laughs> and uh, you get back to Manhattan by nightfall. And Courtney's going to basically just, unless somebody's objecting, she's going to drive to the school. LaGuardia. Columbia. Oh. <laughs> Is that your school? Yeah. Columbia. Yeah. yeah. And 
That is what we determined. Yeah. And not going to stop anywhere and just going to drive there and um, basically take you into one of the buildings and into one of the little duck things that lead down to their hideout if you're going to follow her. Yeah, I assume that we are. Well, Courtney's driving, so I, we know that she's going to follow. What? I mean, you're, you're, uh, she, unless oh, somebody no. objects, she's just going to basically drive back yeah. to the, the Order's little hideout place. And Russ, you're going to just follow along with them? Yeah. Okay. So you all get back. Um, it's, like I said, late evening. And Courtney immediately says, I need to go talk to Van. Sal, will you tell Zalithrid to come with me? And it might be helpful if you came along as well. I say to Zalithrid, follow us. Okay. And then I say to Courtney, he said he's only going to come up. We're all going to come. And I turned to everybody else and say, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing there's not such things as bluff checks in this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, Steve. No, I'm not going to make you bluff for that. Um, Honestly, if you fun. did, I'd be like, eh, I'm lying, but we're all going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's pissed off. <laughs> okay. So Luther is like, I need to talk to my kid. And he just kind of heads off in a different direction. And Courtney's like, what the hell? Well, that's what Paul would say. <laughs> I, I I grab Zilithrid. Well, Courtney's and... clearly like at the end of her rope at this point with this whole thing. That's so sad. I, I grab Zilithrid. Courtney is clearly arm. Paul in female form. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it with these guys. Especially that TJ asshole. God. <laughs> I keep trying to kill him off. I just can't do it. I need bigger assassin vines. <laughs> <laughs> Poisonous assassin vines. Yeah, I mean, um, a meteor with assassin vines. So hopefully, like, before he takes more than a couple steps away from me, I jump at Zilthrid. I grab his arm and I say, no, come with us. We'll talk with Van. And I'll also grab Mandragorian and get him up here. What? Wasn't that, what's the guy who was in the helicopter? Mandalorian? But oh, he's not there. <laughs> he's a Mandalorian. It's very <laughs> obvious to me. <laughs> this is clearly a cross genre game. <laughs> no, I'm just, you're that's the name that of a guy. Get him? I'm saying I'll bring him up to meet with us as well. Oh, okay. Maybe he doesn't like that guy. <laughs> Zillifrid's like, fine, momentarily I will come with you. Thank you. I will try and do a mental shout. I don't know how far my thing can go, but I'm going to just see what I can do. I'm going to shout really loud in my mind. It depends let, if you're having a rage out. boner. Now it's a frustration boner. Um <laughs> I don't know how far your thing could go either, TJ. Probably about <laughs> two inches, if I recall correctly. That was a that was the bony protrusion, if I yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to shout for what? What did you? How did I mispronounce it before? <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Manzagorian. Manticorian. Manzagorian. I'm Mandalorian. Okay. Typing it out for you. Manticorian. 
Sorry. I'm going to shout the name and just see if anyone responds back to it. No. <laughs> okay. So now I don't shout, but I just talk regularly to Zilthrid and I say, uh, well, he told oh. you to, he told me to tell you to go to hell. <laughs> he, he might be busy right now. Uh, as soon as we're done, I'll, we'll go and check in with him. He's just ignoring you. Basically, Courtney has started walking again now that Zilthrid is obviously not walking away from you guys. Um, and she's heading towards what you know as where Van's like office place is mm-hmm. where you were before. Okay. So, and you're all following. Well, yeah. I'm going along for sure. And I told everyone else, hurry up, come on, you know, at the very beginning. So I'm hoping that everyone is following is at this point. Courtney turns and she's like, there's no need for all of you to come. So you maybe want to get some medical attention now that we're here. We all need medical attention. So what about you? First. Then we'll get our medical attention. Uh, okay. So she leads you all, and uh, Van is in his office. And he stands up once. Courtney just kind of opens the door, like she's just tired of this, wants it to be over. And she steps inside. It's a pretty small space, so you guys can all fit in there, but it's going to be uncomfortably tight. Like I said, it's, it's just going to be awkward. Yeah, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to uh, be awkward. <laughs> I have gills now. <laughs> Van looks up and is like, oh, I expected you to check in. Uh, what happened? Courtney's like, well, we had some difficulty with a spore and some other things, but the bottom line is Zolithrid's here. She's like, I'm out of here. And she turns and walks off. I say to Van, Zolithrid is eager to go and see the other illithids so if you need to communicate with him urgently uh let's do it now before he decides that we no longer interest him van's kind of got a manner like used car salesman or a guy who wants to sell you things and is overly friendly is and he's just kind of like oh no no it's you know as long as he's here you know you you all look like you really need some some attention, so why don't we just, you know, we could put this off, and uh, why don't you all just go, and uh, we can meet tomorrow morning. So you don't need to talk to him. Uh, no, it'll be fine. Uh, bottom line is basically that he's here and safe. I I I turn and look at Zothrid, and I say, apologies. I, I guess the conversation that they needed to have can wait until later. Would you like me to take you to your kin, or can you find your way? He just ignores you and turns around and starts walking off. Okay. And I imagine that as Zlothra is leaving, Van expectantly as though he's hoping that we're going to leave as well. Uh, yeah, he kind of just sits down in his thing. He's like, hope nothing. No, no, looks like you had a little difficulty, but... Everything. Yeah, hey, hey, Van, you got anything for lacerations? What? He, he kind of looks at you like, what? <laughs> yeah, now, now, now Vanessa puts her hands on her hips in a very girlish way. Like, Sal yeah. closes the, do- Sal closes the office door. <laughs> Ominously. <laughs> very no, no, slowly. he goes, bow, chicka, bow. <laughs> so I guess that's ominous to some people. 
Did uh, somebody order an illithid? <laughs> so Van, you know, his attention was on Courtney and Zilithrid to begin with and Sal. And uh, when Russ says that, he kind of turns and does a double take. He's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. Is there something ha- that maybe I'll... you didn't tell us? He looks honestly stunned. Um, roll sense motive because Paul's just lying. <laughs> sure, you can go ahead and roll sense motive. I'm going to lose. All of you can. We all can. Yeah. I'm going to roll a one. Yeah. Or a 20 and you'll be like, it's a lie. (laughs) The cake is a lie. Yes, it is. 19. I said I was going to, but I didn't. I said I rolled an 18. Oh. And what's yours, Steve? 19. Okay. You guys all know he is honestly surprised. Uh, he's maybe playing it up a little bit, and he's, you can tell he's, like, trying to scramble for what he should be saying. You know what I mean? Like, you get the sense that he's playing it up to try and distract from the fact that he's... A still, dick? Well, yeah. <laughs> he's still thinking about, like, how to, trying to, it's that thing where he's, look at this hand while this other hand is doing something else. Um, so he's playing up his surprise in order to try and distract from the fact that he already knew and stuff like that. So, so Sal, Sal jumps in kind of quickly when he doesn't start and says, Van, it would be in your best interest to give Russ as much of the truth as it is possible for you to give. Um, we can give you a little bit of explanation since you seem confused, but we'll hear what you have to say first. What is Sal's attitude like when he says this? Like when you say it is, it would be in your best interest. Are you clearly threatening him? Um, like leaning over the desk or something. And putting I, I, I don't, I don't want to imply like that I'm being physically threatening, uh-huh. but I mean, there's also the threat of like they wanted Sal's help. They want him to be a go-between, and you know, I want there to be the, you know, I want there to be some the implication that there could be you know, results that they're not going to like if they're not honest with us now. I, uh, Vanessa will pull the part of the gun that, I don't know, guns, the top part. (laughs) The slide? Thank you, that. After he, after Sal says it'll be in your best interest, I'll do that. I will be (laughs) the overtly ominous. Okay. And I'll, and I'll just... I'll, I'll do that and then just put it back into the holster that I have, but it is in, completely intentional. You're gonna shoot yourself in the leg. Shoot yourself in the ass. Yeah, and then and then, and then be like, "Excuse me, I have to leave." Just calmly try to walk and out. Sal, and Sal immediately, "I'll suck out the poison." Basically, it's, it's it's like that scene out of um, Young Frankenstein where he stabs himself in the leg and tries to just With keep the... going. It's that. So. Basically, as soon as this happens, when Vanessa, you know, tries to cock her gun or whatever she, I don't, chambering around or something, the uh, you know Van all pretense like of his sort of overly friendly nature sort of drops away, and he just stands up and he looks visibly pissed. He's kind of like remember if you remember correctly, he's kind of hunched towards his giant crab arm side, and he just swings that up and slams it on the desk, which. Slightly cracks the wooden desk. Slightly cracks under the impact, 
and he says, I don't take well to threats. Now, what is it you want to do? And I say, and I say, I don't take, we don't take well to manipulating liars. You want our help? You want us to do things? You don't lie to us. You don't hold things back. You don't look somebody in the face that you've seen before and not say something or come up with some cockamamie story about how, oh, well, maybe it's just deja vu or maybe just people in here think they know you. His, uh, he points at Russ with his claw hand that he came to us. He found us. Yeah. And when he came back, you lied and said you'd never seen him before and never knew anything about him. That's on you. And do you think Clearly, it would have been better if we had told you that yes. you implanted and it failed? Every time we do that, bad things follow. Yep. It's better to have a clean break. What I said when I arrived was that <laughs> we're looking for the truth now. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> a few good men. 90s. What do you want to know? You say that, oh. Russ, you say that our friend came but, to see you. When did he come I, to see you? I say, shut up. Ask him. What does he want to know? And I point to Russ. Yeah, I want to know, you know, like, how did this happen? And, you know, when was I here? Because, you know, I, I have no recollection of it. You feel psionics, right? If that's what that is. I, I mean, I've been feeling things. He's like, yeah, you feel psionic activity. And you came to school here. It wasn't like we could hide from you. Mm-hmm. You found us. Happen, but huh? What did you say? I can see. I can see how that could happen. You found us. We didn't even. Most but, people we seek out because of their abilities, and just by chance, you found your way down here. And and then what? Did I did I help? Did I do things? You didn't. Was it? It didn't make it much past a failed implantation where we had to send you on your way. After wiping his mind, right? Like I said, that is our standard practice. Always best for everyone involved. Is there any way to get that back? He just kind of, you know, this, a chuckle that's not humorous or that's not. He's like, not a jolly. Right. Um, <laughs> he's like. He's not like St. Nick. If you can, if you can, uh, find a way, more power to you, but the, the only way I could see anything like that happening is if you, I don't even honestly know how you're, like you are. Failed implantations fail. They don't come back. So maybe Zolithrid can help you. I don't know. If you can figure out a way well, to convince them to do that. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any one of the, anybody else out of our group been here before? He kind of looks sideways at you. Do you still think I should tell you if that's the case? Yes. Nothing you've said here is anything he couldn't have heard before. You just think that your answers to this are the only ones that matter. When someone clearly doesn't know what happened and you're holding it back from them, that's just flat-out dishonest, and then you're asking us to risk our lives to help you? He didn't know that something had happened. That was the point. Yeah, and everyone else here did. Him going on the mission made this happen to him. And unlike many of you here, he didn't want this necessarily. He did this want time, this. This time around. Well, you he wanted it originally. Doesn't matter. Now that you know what you have, would, would you trade it? Who are you talking to? The lobster boy. <laughs> <laughs>
he holds yeah. his he holds his arm up. You mean this? Would I trade yeah. this? Just no. back to be normal. No, never. <clears throat> hmm. Well, some of us feel differently about that. And I'm not speaking for him. I'm simply saying that if I've been here before, I want to know about it. No, not so he, that, he, he's he just basically he sits back down and and sort of leans back a little bit. No, none of you have been here before except for us. Van, go ahead. Uh, do you have a piece of paper and pencil I could borrow? Okay. He pulls a piece of paper and okay. hands you a pen. Please, please tell me you're doing the Big Lebowski. <laughs> like honestly, are you? Uh, he does have paper and pen as it happens. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as you, that is just like I like with Vanessa's store. Having paper and pen is archaic. Just to okay. be aware that you're asking for like most, you know, 99 percent of people don't do anything on paper anymore. So, but he does have it. Or, as or it does he have like a, or could be like a scrap or like something. I don't know. Do people still take notes and stuff? Generally, just they take electronic notes. Okay. So. You could just you could just pull a memento and write it tattooed on your body. Well, no, but no, I'll I'll take the paper and pencil if he's got it. If you ask for like, I don't know, something Use scratch paper. It, it, he like most people would just take a note on their key and then like zap it to the other person. Do you know what I mean? Oh. If you're well, intending to give a be, note to someone, yeah, but, I think I think it'd be more appropriate to write this one out. I, I want to write a IOU note, one Humvee to Zellerthard, and then, <laughs> and I'm going to put it on his desk. <laughs> okay. And he's like, yeah, I think you're going to need to talk to him about that. No, and before, can I see, are you trying to keep this hidden? Well, no, you can see it if you want. <laughs> then, then as you're writing, I'll write, write the words and supplies. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so wait, are you writing this from Russ? No, I'm writing this from, like, like Van or the Order or whoever. Okay. <laughs> I O I O Zellerthard, one Humvee and supplies. I'm okay. And and Van just looks up at you like, what? This is he. This is totally not part of the conversation in his mind. Like he, this is a jump for him. He doesn't understand what's happening. Like, well, of course. <laughs> I'm like confused. Yes, so are we. Here you go. <laughs> He just takes it and like We'll oh, talk to you later. Okay. I think that's only fitting. I think it, I think it fits with Russ Russ's genuinely good natured personality. To <laughs> to quickly change subjects from you've just lied to us this whole time to ha ha ha. I'm stiffing you with a <laughs> yeah. who knows what bill. We're not getting stuck with this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm passing the responsibility to them. Thanks for lying to me, jerk. <laughs> so then gonna just turn and leave, or I mean, I'm gonna go I, raid their kitchen. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to go get some sleep because I know I okay. didn't get enough. Unless if somebody stops me. Well, Wait, I, it, 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 I'm assuming Lydia is too. Um, Lydia was Lydia here the whole time? Yeah, she was there. I'll just, I'll like. Do you want to go to bed? Not like with me. <laughs> and sells like. Uh-huh. Well, maybe I'll skip the kitchen. <laughs> Sounds like I'm good. I'll be in my bunk. As you guys turn to leave, Van says to no, Sal. No, no, Sal, Sal's not leaving. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's going to be in his bunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With Lobster Boy. So Lydia's going to walk out with Russ and Courtney. Not Courtney. Vanessa. And Sal's hanging back. 
Yeah. I'll ask them if they want anything to eat. Bring something that doesn't need to be reheated, like fruit or something. And you I want an Italian beef sandwich. Fish. I want some cannelloni. I want some tortellini and uh, some tiramisu. So, cool. you guys find your way back. Ross, you can easily find your way back to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and the, the other two, apparently, you go back to your the same room you were in, um, which is still empty. But Sal, okay. but if, if are you okay, Sal? What are you doing? I turn back to Van and I say, "I want you and I to have an understanding." <laughs> Does he Fuck. seem like he's I got receptive to be talking to him, or he's just sitting there? Waiting. Okay. I pissed him off. My, (laughs) my, my friend Russ seems like he is upset because he didn't know about this, but I believe that Vanessa is going over the top with this. Over the top? Well, who seemed more upset about the way you guys handled it? Russ or Vanessa? My point is made. So. Who? What I'm saying is I tend to be more in the Rust camp. That's I can good. understand why you guys didn't share the information because you thought that it wouldn't have had any purpose. And when we came in, all I was asking for was for you to share what information you had now that we knew that something happened. Now I will share you, share with you a little bit more details about what happened while we're there. Courtney caught the brunt of what was going on. Obviously, you were upset when we came at you. She had all of us going at her by herself out in Montauk in Zulthrid's house. I assume that once she is rid of us for a couple hours and calms down, she'll give you a full report. But something that she can't tell you is how Zilithrid awoke the implant in Russ. And I'll sort of explain that I was asleep and in my dreams I heard Zolthrid sort of crooning and I woke and he, he was still doing it. And shortly after I awoke, Russ started screaming because the gills were starting to form on him. And Lobster Boy has fallen asleep. <laughs> no, he's, he's just waiting. And so if he if he doesn't have a reaction to that, I'll say, so do illithids always play a part in the implant process? Yes. And these implants, what are they? They're, they're illithid offspring. And are they always considered to be sleeping and someone must awaken them? Yes, but normally they're only sleeping for moments inside someone. Every other time I've seen it, they're implanted and they wake, or they don't wake and it's a failure. This is, there are degrees of success. He's like this, as I told you before, I am a partial success, you know, but I'm still human. If they fully awaken... That that's how illithids reproduce. The, the consciousnesses blend, and the person changes to an illithid. I see. And do you know enough to be able to distinguish one illithid from another? Well, yeah, they have different thoughts. 
different thought patterns. So do you know if Silithrid has partaken in many of the implantation processes? Or uh, does he usually not participate? I haven't been there whenever he's participated. I honestly don't know. He's been self-exiled for quite a while. I only ask because if he was able to awaken this one, perhaps other failed implantations might be able to be recovered if that's the desired outcome by all parties. He looks a, a genuinely a little surprised. Like, he raises the eyebrows. So you think... This is a good idea. We should go around and find the people that failed and see if we can wake them up again. I'm just saying I recognize that he cut shortly after it happened, I asked Russ if he was disapp- if he thought that there was a chance that he could have wanted this at some point. He's and like, he did you not just say came in no. here. You all just came in here on the warpath because this happened to Russ and you did not appreciate the way it was done. So you think we should do this to more people? We didn't appreciate Russ having no idea that he had ever requested it. And then all of a sudden, it just started happening. I think that if it was possible for you, you know, you recruited people at one point or another somehow in some way. What if you brought them back in and asked them again if they wanted that? And then you, the ones that were willing, ask Zilithrid if he's willing to try and awake the sleeping offspring, perhaps you could recover some. I'm sure he, I'm sure they would be willing to since it's their offspring. And if you could get those same people to accept again. He just kind of waves his hand dismissively. Look, we're not going to change the entire way of things we do just because you think it's a good idea. <laughs> I Wait, didn't say did it he wave his lobster idea. claw or his hand? No, his regular hand. Oh. I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said that if you guys are all gung-ho to keep joining yourselves with Ilthid, this would be a way to recover some of the failures you've had in the past. If you don't want to try that, that's your fucking business, not mine. Right. I'm just telling you, you might have a way to do it if you wanted to. Sal, don't go far. And he says that, like, Sal, don't go far. But he's dismissing you. But don't don't go too far. I I intend to stay th- at least through the night. Okay. We could, uh, you know, really use your help, and I'm I'm sure that you want us to keep protecting your family. <laughs> Who's threatening now? Yeah, Paul brought that up earlier. He reminded me of that. The way that it was lit, like, worded as, hey, your family's being helped now, but... Nice family got there. Shame if anything happened to them. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Sal, who may have gotten as far as, like, putting his hand, like, on the doorknob, <laughs> stops and turns around and says... Listen here, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You offered to protect my family in order to encourage me to stick around here. Mm -hmm. However, that was when I was willing to offer help 
and you are willing to offer help in exchange. If this is turning into a threat, you can be damn sure I will return that threat. And if anything happens, I will come down on you like a shitstorm that you cannot imagine. And he grabs the door and he swings it open wildly. Okay. And he just lets you walks go. in the hallway. That's, okay. That's a that's an endpoint. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have to get shirts where it's like Raging Bull, only it's TJ is Raging Boner. <laughs> Are you pointing at me? Are you pointing at me? And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths. Mm-hmm.